It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. Thank you so much for tuning in, and God bless you. It's the Greek for the Week podcast. I want to welcome you to today's show. You know, we have a good show prepared for you. We're going to be talking about the book of Galatians, Galatians 5, and verse number 16. It's a very popular passage of Scripture. But before we do that, I want to remind you that Greek for the Week is now on version. That's right. We have a seven-day devotional on the Bible app platform. Finally got on there. And, you know, something people had said, hey, are you going to be on there? And we're on there now. So do me a favor, go to the Bible app. We all have it. Millions of people have it. I think I said on the last podcast, hundreds of millions of people have it. Maybe I was, maybe I had overestimated by a little, but a lot of people have it, right? Go on there, type in Greek for the week or type in Chris Palmer and you'll find seven days. And you know what? It's really helpful information and it will take you deep into the scripture, into the ancient world of the text. So it'll be a blessing to you. Um, I want to encourage you to do that today. Bible app, seven days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can go through it and, and learn Greek for the week. So Bible app, Chris Palmer, Greek for the week. Okay, Galatians 5.16. We're going to be talking today about the importance of following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the reasons, well, let's just say it like this. That's one of the benefits of being saved is that you have the leadership of the Holy Spirit that comes into your life. You become sensitive to that leadership and you begin to follow the Spirit. And I wrote a book called Living as a Spirit, Hearing the Voice of God on Purpose. And it's a very helpful book on how to be led. And I talk about the Spirit of God and how He leads people in Scripture. And I wrote that back in 2013. It was a long time ago I wrote it, but I still really like that book. And actually, I still, I actually go through my own book sometimes and I, you know, I, I read my own stuff. I've, people say, oh, do you remember you wrote that? I can't remember everything I've ever written a lot of times. And so I go back and I refresh myself. And it's fun when your own stuff ministers back to you, but it'll be a blessing to you. You can find it on Amazon, <clears throat> Living as a Spirit, Hearing the Voice of God, on purpose, solid stuff, I promise. Um, Galatians 5.16, we're going to be talking about the present imperative in the Greek today and how that functions here. And uh, someone asked me on the back, they said, what is that stuff you have on the back? That's the book of Revelation. Um, I was working through some of the text there, and it just helps to lay it out and to see it. I know we have Bible programs today and stuff, but sometimes those programs do all the work for you, and we don't do it ourselves. So I just got inspired, and I haven't taken it down yet. I'm actually done with the project, but I leave it up. I'm going to have to take it down, though, soon. All right. Galatians 5.16. The Apostle Paul says in the Greek, Lego day, panumati peripatetai ke Aphthumion sarcos ume talasete. So, in English, but I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So, the Greek words here, uh, Lego Dave, is in conclusion, or this is what I'm concluding about the matter. And he's just been talking to them about their behavior, the Galatian church, and how they were acting and treating one another. And he brings the Holy Spirit into the conversation. I like that because in conclusion, he's saying the Holy Spirit. In conclusion, <laughs> uh, Punumati, the Spirit of God, is a good answer to a big problem. The Spirit of God is always a good answer. But then he says, walk by the Spirit. Now, this walking was a common idiom in biblical days. Actually, it remains an idiom today on living and acting and behaving and uh, going about our lives a certain way. 
Uh, and he puts this in the present imperative mood. Now, the imperative mood is the command. It's, and I've talked this on Groups of the Week before, and we see this in Scripture. It's never a suggestion. It's never a, well, maybe you could do this. It's a command. It's a very important command. Take heed. Do exactly what I'm telling you. You must do this. It's very important. And then we find this operating uh, in the present continuous, okay? And that means do it over again and over again and over again and keep on, keep on doing this, keep on doing this, and keep on doing this. Now, there is a nuance behind that, and there's aspect to this verb. Verbs in Greek have something called verbal aspect, and when we can find the verbal aspect, it's very helpful to telling us a little bit more about the situation. And the verbal aspect behind this suggests that this is something that it wasn't that the Galatians had to begin doing this because they weren't doing it. It's something, the aspect of the verb suggests that this is something that they already were doing and that they were being encouraged to keep on doing, keep on doing this. It's not like begin walking in the Spirit, it's keep walking in the Spirit. So that's why we can translate it, but I say keep walking in the Spirit instead of, but then I say begin walking in the Spirit. Keep walking in the Holy Ghost, keep doing what you're doing, do this, keep on doing it, do it, and don't stop. Now this suggests that the Galatians had been doing it, they'd been doing it for a while, and the Apostle Paul was coming along and encouraging them to keep on keeping on. Now, sometimes we get offended when somebody tells us to do something that we're already doing. Um, be nice to those people. What do you mean, be nice to those people? I've, am I not nice already? Yeah, but I want to encourage you to keep on being nice. But the Galatians, they didn't take offense to this. They received the Apostle Paul as a spiritual father. They knew that their spiritual father had their best interest at heart, and they received it as an exhortation. And that shows the maturity of the Galatian church. And it also shows us how we need to be with our spiritual authority. You know, I have a pastor in my life, and I listen to my pastor. I do what he says to do. And, you know, many times uh, your pastor or whoever your father is in the Lord or your mother is in the Lord, they're going to tell you to do things you're already doing. They may preach sermons you've already heard. How many have ever heard their pastor preach the same sermon more than once? I know I, I have variations of the same sermon, variations of the same Greek for the week. But we need to continue to hear the things the Bible says that we ought, in Hebrews, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest any time we let them slip. We're not always trying to look for new information. New information sometimes, if you know, can lead us off track because we're just, we have that desire, we want something new. We haven't even mastered the old, things that we know now. Go over the fundamentals. You know, I used to be a basketball player, and every single practice we shot foul shots. You know how many foul shots I've shot in my life as a basketball player? A lot. And and I, I wasn't bad from the free throw line. I was guard in high school, and I'm shooting better than most of the guys on my team from the line. Um, but Despite, you know, if I had a game where I made all my free throws, the next day I went to practice, I kept on shooting free throws, kept on shooting free throws. And if I was playing on a team now, I'd be shooting free throws in practice because we can't lose the fundamental things that we do as believers. So Paul was telling him, continue to do these things. Do it and keep on doing it. So we have to be encouraged uh, to know that every day we need to be reminded to keep following the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why you go to church. That's why you pray. That's why you read your Bible, because those are the things where you have a, a relationship with the Lord, an intimacy with God, because those are the things that bring you into remembrance of what's important. I need to follow God's voice on this. Now, I mean, you may have a situation that you have to make in your life. You need to follow the voice of God in prayer, Bible reading, associating with other Christians. The fundamental things are going to put you in remembrance and make it easier for you to follow the voice of the Spirit of God. People that don't follow the voice of the Spirit are times in our lives 
conclude on it myself, when we miss God's voice, it's because we've, we've made it hard on ourselves to follow the Spirit of God because we're not in positions. We're not, we have not aligned ourselves in a place where we're making it easy on ourselves to follow the voice of the Lord. It'll be a lot easier for you to follow the voice of the Lord if you, cont- you continually go to church and you're with other Christians and you hang out with Christians and, and that's the majority of your fellowship. I know we have this thing today about, well, I want to hang out with people in the world to let them know Jesus loves them. And there's nothing wrong with you being friendly and welcoming and inviting to people that are not saved, but the majority of your associations as a Christian should be other Christians, shouldn't dislike other Christians. The Bible says that we know we've passed from death to life because we love the brethren, we like, or we love other believers, spend time with them, and make them part of our, our, our community and our church. So that makes it easy to follow the voice of the Spirit when you're doing the things that you're supposed to do as a believer. And so, um, one of the reasons why we need to be reminded, why Paul has reminded the Galatian church to follow the Spirit is because it becomes so easy to not follow the Spirit of God, to get into the flesh. That's what he says next. Uh, here um, in the Greek, he says, Kai, epithumion, sarkosume, telesete. Um, and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh, or telestai, or the Greek word uh, teleo, the verb here means to, to complete, to bring to fruition uh, the desires of the flesh. In other words, I, mean, I like, I, you know, it says gratify here, but teleo in the Greek could also mean to complete. There's these desires your flesh has, okay, whatever that desire may be. Now, it, it doesn't always mean uh, lust in a sexual way. It could mean something totally different from that. It could mean to, the, the, to do the wrong thing. Maybe you're a pastor of a church to, to make the wrong decision, not a sinful decision. You have, maybe you want to do this with your church, your church could go in this direction. When, you, when you're in that position of leadership, you come to a crossroads. Should we do this event on this day or this day? Should I counsel the, the people in front of me like this or like this? And you may have a desire on the, that says, well, do it this. Now, the flesh here implies sin because that's sarcos, but not even, but let's just take it off of this for a second, not even talk about sinful desires, but desires that aren't even necessarily what you're supposed to do. You know, should I date this person or that person? Should I take this job or that job? Should I begin this school or take school over here? And if you walk in the spirit, you won't gratify the wrong desire. And then, of course, it means sinful desires, sarcos. You know, the people always ask me, what does the Greek word sarcos mean when the apostle Paul says the flesh? Well, that word was used in classical Greek to talk about sinful desires. And it doesn't mean that your flesh is sinful, but it means carnal, and it was used idiomatically to speak of sin. That doesn't mean, though, that your flesh is sinful. Now, it's, it's, our flesh is dying and it's corrupted get into theology now, and it is, um, death is working in us every day. I heard someone the other day saying that our lives are like a bomb, and with a fuse on it, at any time they're getting ready to explode. I, I agree. I mean, our life, what he's saying is that our lives are very limited, and so that sense that our life, our, our body is earthy, and it's earthy, but it belongs to Jesus, and it's the temple of God. You know, the Gnostics used to teach that the flesh was sinful, and that it was wrong, and that it couldn't be redeemed, and because of that, it didn't matter how we treat the flesh. It's not how we're looking at the flesh. We have to look at it as been sanctified. I remember I got, uh, God began his sanctification process in me, and from that time on, He's been sanctifying me further in the flesh. Of course, we made mistakes, but it belongs to Jesus. I look at my flesh, I declare it belongs to the Lord. So the, the, the flesh here is sarcos. It just means sinful desires. It's used idiomatically because that's how it was used during that time in the New Testament. What he's saying is that 
you may have sinful desires, and we do have sinful desires here on the earth. Everybody has them, but you won't go forward with those if you're walking in the Spirit, and you need to constantly be reminded to do that because it becomes so easy to walk in the flesh. I know if I get away from church, well, I know I can't get away from church, I'm a pastor, but um, but I need to hear the Word of God. I have to listen to it every day. I'm in the Word every day. It's a, it's a discipline. It's not always easy to do that, but if I'm not in the Word, it's easy to allow my anger to take control, allow my emotions to take control, allow my sadness to take control. People do it all the time today. You know, they, they, they get upset about something and they rant on Facebook. They get, they get mad while they're driving and they, they do something that's full of road rage. So do those things and be reminded, walk in the Spirit, because it's so easy to get into the flesh. That's what the Apostle Paul was saying, and that's what he was encouraging the Galatian church to do. And I want to encourage you to do the same today. Walk in the Spirit. I'm reminding you, consider this. Consider this your daily reminder to walk in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues. Pastor Palmer, do you pray in tongues? I pray in tongues every day. I've been baptized in the Spirit. I believe in the baptism of the Spirit as a second work of grace, and uh, that is experienced after salvation, or one second. It could be one second, could be one day, could be one month, but right after salvation, you could be baptized in the Spirit and uh, pray in the Holy Ghost. That's your prayer language. First Corinthians chapter 14 talks about that. The Apostle Paul says, I pray, in, I, I thank my God, I pray in tongues more than you all. First Corinthians 14, 4 says that when I pray in the tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Pray in the Spirit. It makes you sensitive to the way the Spirit of God is leading and guiding you, and you will be victorious. I promise you that. Follow the voice of the Spirit. This is your reminder, okay? So God bless you. Make sure you give this a five-star review. If you like the podcast, say, hey, I'm going to give this guy a five-star review. I've been listening to this. You know, I see the listeners, the people that are listening, and we have a great audience. But you know what? Some of you haven't given it the review. So that really helps us. That helps us make our way uh, and get the podcast around. version. Go on version. Chris Palmer, Greek for the Week. Check out the plan. Don't wait. Jesus is coming. So do it today. And uh, we'll see you next time on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.